Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Oh, good job. Okay, so everybody, Peyton started a business. She's making bracelets and selling them. And you got six orders last week, and she just look, looked, and she has ten orders that she's doing this weekend, and she's overwhelmed. So if you guys have any advice for her, and any... I I know that's amazing. And she's she's selling bracelets at school and she's selling them for 50 cents. And I thought that that was a really good deal. What kind of bracelets? What are they called? What are these called? I don't know. Uh they're called um rubber bands. They're like the rubber they're called loom. some loom. They're loom bracelets. Anyways, we have a couple I shout outs. For the, like, brand. Oh, yeah. Okay. We have some shout-outs, and let's see here. I'm not saying we picked four. Okay, Teresa Dill, thank you. What is her? What does it say? Teresa Dill, love, love, gals, <laughs> love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank this you. is love, gals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Let's see here. And then we have Nor Nor BS Flow. Can you read Harry Potter? And I think she's kind of tired of the... I know! Everybody likes Harry Potter. Listen, I'm going to check the chapters. And if the chapters are terribly long, we can even do like a half a chapter at a time. And I think... I don't. I think she'll fall in love with it. No, no. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I do. I think she's going to. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Okay, and then we have one more from Lillian. So another shout. Sh- Lillian gets tons of shoutouts, huh? Um. Okay. So you did not spell her name wrong. You actually did it perfect. And thank you. You guys are awesome. And then okay. So you also said. Fifth, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade books, and we do have the one and only Ivan. We have the one and only Bob. I don't think that we have the one and only Ruby, but I, I feel like I remember the one and only Ivan. Did you ever read that? No, because it's boring. Because what? Because it's boring. No, it's not boring. It is. Okay. Well, anyways, I think that you'll love it. Okay. Have you even read it? No, but I, I can't. Exactly. But I've heard what it was about, and I read it and read what it was about, and it sounds lovely. All right, we're almost three minutes into this. Let's get this going, because they expect this spooky story to be wrapped up by Halloween. So let's get this going. The Witches by Roald Dahl, Chapter 18, In the Kitchen. The time has come, my grandmother said. The great moment has arrived. Are you ready, my darling? Okay, hold on, I'm taking a drink. <laughs> it was exactly half past seven. Bruno was in the bowl fishing out that fourth banana. Hang on, he said. Just a few more bites. No, my grandmother said. We have got to go. 
She picked him up and held him tight in her hand. She was very tense and nervous. I've never seen her like that before. I'm going to put you both in the handbag now, she said, but I shall leave the, cl- the clasp undone. Imagine, be- imagine being next door, like walking past. I'm going to put you in the handbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she popped Bruno in first. I waited, clutching the little bottle to my chest. Now you, she said. She picked me up and gave me a kiss on the nose. Good luck, my darling. Oh, by the way, do you realize you've got a tail, don't you? What, I said? A tail, a long curly tail. I must say that that never occurred to me, I said. Good gracious me, so have, so I have. I can see it now. I can actually move it. It's rather grand, isn't it? I mention it only because it might come in useful when you're climbing up about the kitchen, my grandmother said. You can curl it around and you can hook it onto things as you swing. Oh, as you swing, as you swing from it and lower yourself to the ground from high places. I wish I would have known that before. I said I could have practiced using it. Well, too late now, my grandmother said. We've got to go. She plopped me in her handbag with Bruno and out. And at once, I took up my usual perch in the small side of the pocket so that I could poke my head out and see what was going on. My grandmother picked up a walking stick, and out she went into the corridor to the lift. The lift, I think, is the elevator. She pressed the button, and the lift came up, and she got in there. There was no one in with us. Hey, you've done an actual lift before. Remember at the... um antique store yes. and they took us in the back when yes. it was closed and we got to go in an old-fashioned lift and it was like all wood and they have to like pull the metal thing down and then it goes Bring! and then they push the button and you had to hold it the whole time okay. sorry it was cool it was antique that still worked elevator my grandmother uh, picked up her walking stick and out she went into the corridor to the lift she pressed the button oh sorry we already read that Listen, she said, I won't be able to talk to you much much once we're in the dining room. If I do, people will think I'm dotty and talking to myself. The lift reached the ground floor and stopped with a jerk. My grandmother walked out and crossed the lobby of the hotel and entered the dining room. It was a huge dining room with gold decorations on the ceiling and big mirrors around the walls. The regular guests always had their tables reserved for the regu- the regular guests always had their tables reserved for them and most of them were already in their places and starting to eat their suppers. Waiters were buzzing about all over the place carrying plates and dishes. Our table was a small one beside the right-hand wall about halfway down the room. My grandmother made her way down and made her way to it and sat down. Peeping out of the handbag, I could see in the very center of the room two long tables that were not yet occupied. Oh my god, these chickens are like going nuts. Each of them carried Oops, no. Nope. Each of them carried a notice fixed for one short silver stick and the notice said reserved for members of the RSPCC. My grandmother looked towards the long tables but said nothing. She unfolded her napkin and spread it over the handbag on her lap. Her hand slid gently in under the napkin and took hold of me gently. The nap with the napkin covering me, she lifted me up close to her face to whisper, I'm about to put you on the floor under the table. The tablecloth reaches almost to the ground, so no one will see you. Have you got the bottle? Yes, I whispered. I'm ready, Grandmama. Then, just then a waiter in a black suit came and stood by our table. I could see his legs from under the napkin, and as soon as I heard his voice I knew who he was. His name was William. Good evening, madam, he said to my grandmother. Where is the little gentleman tonight? Oh, he's not feeling very well, my grandmother said. He's staying in his room. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, William said. Today, there is green pea soup to start, and for the main course, you have a choice of either grilled filet of sole or roasted lamb. 
pea soup and lamb for me, my grandmother said. But don't hurry, William. I'm in no rush tonight. In fact, you can bring me a glass of dry sherry first. Of course, madam, William said, and he went away. A wine. My grandmother pretended that she had dropped... Her dropped something under and bent down and slid me out from under the napkin onto the floor to the table. Mm -hmm. Go, darling, go, she whispered. Then she straightened up. It was, I was on my way, my own now. I stood clasping the little bottle and I knew exactly where the door to the kitchen was. I had to go about halfway around the enormous dining room to reach it. Here goes, I thought, and like a flash, I skittled out from under the table and made the wall, or, and made for the wall. I had no intention of going across the dining room floor. It was too risky. My plan was so close to this, to the skirting of the wall all the way around until I reached Wait, the kitchen about, floor. What, what about, um, what's his name? Bruno. I don't, I think he's just like slow, you know? My gosh, is this, how long is this chapter? Hold on, I'm cheating and checking. Oh my gosh, this is long. Okay. I ran. Oh, how I ran. I don't think anyone saw me. They were all too busy eating. But to reach the door leading to the kitchen, I had to cross the main entrance to the dining room. I was just about to do this when in poured a great flood of females. I pressed myself against the wall, clutching the bottle. At first, I saw those shoes and ankles of these women who were surging through the door. But when I glanced up a bit higher, I knew at once who they were. They were the witches coming to dinner. I waited until I had pa- they had passed me by. Then I dashed on towards the kitchen, t- towards the kitchen door. A waiter opened it to go in. I nipped in after him, and I hid behind a big garbage bin on the floor. I stayed for several minutes, just listening to all the talk and racket. By golly, what a place that kitchen was! The noise and the steam and the clatter and the pots and pans, the cooks all shouting, and the waiters all rushing in and out from the dining room yelling the food orders to the cooks. Four soups, two lambs, two fish for the table 28. Three apple pies, two strawberry ice creams for number 17. Stuff like that was going on all the time. Not far above my head, there was a handle sticking out from the side of the garbage bin. Still clutching the bottle, I gave a leap, turning, turning, turned into something, oh my gosh, turned a somersault in the air and caught a hold of the handle with the end of my tail. Usually, I was swinging to and fro upside down. It was terrific. I loved it. This, I told myself, is how a trapeze artist must feel in the circus, must feel as he goes swinging through the high, high up in the circus tent. The only difference was that his trapeze could only swing backwards and and forwards. My trapeze, my tail, could swing me in any direction I wanted. Perhaps I wanted to become a circus mouse after all. Just then, a waiter came in with a plate in his hand, and I heard him say, saying, Hey, the old hag on table 14 says the meat's too tough. She wants another portion. One of the cooks said, Give me her plate. I dropped to the floor and peeped around the garbage bin. I saw the cook scraping the meat off the plate and slapped another bit on it. Then he said, Come on, boys, give her some gravy. He carried the plate around to everyone in the kitchen, Everyone in the kitchen, and do you know what they did? Every one of those cooks in the kitchen, boys spat on the old lady's plate. See how she likes it now, the cook said, handing the plate back to the waiter. Ew, they spit on her food. Ugh. Quite, quite soon, another waiter came in and shouted, Everyone in the RSPCC party wants the soup. That's when I started sitting up and taking notice. 
I was all ears now. I edged a bit further around the garbage bin so that I could see everything that was going on in the kitchen. A man with a white, tall white hat who must have been the head of the sh- head chef shouted, "Put this, put the soup for the big party in the large silver soup tureen." I saw the head chef chef place a she. <laughs> the head chef place a huge silver basin on the wooden side beneath wooden side bench that ran along the whole length of the kitchen and against the opposite wall onto that silver basin is where the soup is going i told myself so that's where the stuff in my little bottle must go as well i noticed that high up near the ceiling i above the side bench there was a long shelf crammed with saucepans and frying pans if i could somehow clamber up on that shelf i thought then i've got it made i shall be directly above the silver basin but first I must somehow get across the other side of the kitchen and make it up the middle of the shelf. A great idea came to me. Once again, I jumped up and hooked my tail around the handle of the garbage bin. Then hanging upside down, I began swinging. Higher and higher I swung. I I was remembering the trapeze artist in the circus. I had seen in the last e- that I had seen last Easter, and the way he got the trapeze swinging higher and higher and higher, and then he let go and had gone flying in the air. So just at the right moment, at the top of my swing, I let my I let go with my tail and went soaring across the kitchen and made perfect landing in the middle of the shelf. By golly, I thought what marvelous things a mouse could do, and I'm only a beginner. No one had seen me. They would arf. They were all far too busy with their pots and pans from the middle shelf to somehow manage to shiny up a little water pipe in the corner. And just in no time, I was up on the very top shelf. Oh my gosh, what are they doing? Those I'm Oh my gosh. Under the ceiling among the saucepans and frying pans, I knew that no one could possibly see me up there. It was super positioning, and I began to work my way along the shelf until I was directly above the big empty silver basin where they were going to pour the soup into. I put down my bottle, I unscrewed the top and crept to the edge of the shelf and quickly poured what was in straight to the silver basin below. Okay, we just put the blanket on the chicks, so we're hoping they'll calm down soon. My goodness. Okay, the next moment, one of the cooks came along with a giant saucepan of steaming green soup and poured the whole lot into the silver basin. He put the lid on the basin and shouted, Soup for the big party, all ready to go out. The waiter arrived and carried the silver basin away. I had done it. Cool. I, uh, 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 uh. I had done it. Even if I never got back alive to my grandmother, the witches were still going to get ma- the mouse maker. I left the empty bottle behind a large saucepan and began working my way back along the top, sh- top shelf. I, it was much easier to move about without a bottle. I began using my tail more and more. I swung from the handle of the saucepan to the handle of another along the shelf while far below me, cooks and waiters were all busy going about and go- bustling about and kettles were steaming and pans were sputtering and pots were boiling and I thought to myself, oh boy, this is the life. What fun it is to be a mouse doing exciting, an exciting job like this. I kept right on swinging. I swung most marvelously from handle to handle, and I was enjoying myself so much that I completely forgot that I was in full view of anyone in the kitchen who might happen to glance upward. What came next happened so quickly that I had no time to save myself. I heard a man's voice yell, A mouse! Look at that dirty little mouse! And I caught a glimpse below of the white-coated figure in a tall white hat, and then... There was a flash of steel of a carving knife that whizzed through the air and 
There was a shoot of pain at the end of my tail, and suddenly I was falling head first towards the ground. Oh no, he cut his tail off. Even as I fell, I knew what happened. I knew that the tip of my tail had been cut off and that I was about to crash to the floor. Everyone in the kitchen would be after me. A mouse, they were shouting, a mouse, a mouse, catch it quick. I hit the floor and jumped and ran for my life. All around me, there were big black boots and stamping and stamping and I dodged around them and ran and ran and twisted twisting in the kitchen and dodging and swerving across the kitchen floor get it they were shouting kill it stomp on it the whole floor seemed to be full of black boots stomping away at me and I dodged and swerved and twisted and turned and then the sheer in sheer desperation I hard hardly knowing what I was doing wanting only a place to hide I ran up the trouser of one of the cook's leg hey the cook shouted jeepers creepers he's got up my trouser Hold on, boys, I'll get him this time. The man's hand began to slap at the trouser leg, and now I was really going to get smashed if I didn't move quickly. There was only one way to go, and that was up. I dug my little claws into that hairy skin of the man and scuttled upwards towards his knee and onto his thigh. Holy smoke, the man yelled. It's going all the way up. It's going right up my leg. I heard shrieks of laughter coming from the other cooks, but I can promise you I wasn't laughing myself. I was running for my life. The man's hands were slap, slap, slapping all around me, and he was jumping up and down as though he was standing on hot bricks, and I kept climbing and dodging, and soon I reached the very top to his trouser leg, and there was nowhere else to go. Help, 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 the man was screaming. He's in my knickers. He's running around in my flaming knickers. Get it out. Someone help me to get it out. Take off your trousers, you silly slob. Someone else shouted, pull down your pants, and we can catch him. I was in the middle of the man's trousers now, in the place where the two trouser legs meet. And where the zip begins, it was dark and awful hot in there. I knew I had to keep going. I dashed onward and found the top of the trousers trouser leg. I went down like a grease lightning and came out the bottom of it. And once again, I was on the floor. And I heard all the stupid cooks still shouting, It's in my trousers! Get it out! Will somebody please help me get it out before it bites me? Oh, so he ran out and he thinks it's still in there. I caught a glimpse of the entire kitchen staff crowding him and laughing their heads off, and nobody saw the little brown mouse as it flew across the floor and dived into a sack of potatoes. I burrowed down among those dirty potatoes and held my breath. The cooks must have started taking his trousers right off because they were shouting, It's not in there! There's no mice in there, you silly twerp! There was, I swear there was, the man was shouting back. You've never had a mouse in your trousers. You don't know what it feels like. In fact... That little tiny creature, a little t- that a little tiny creature like me had had caused such a commotion among a bunch of grown up men gave me a happy feeling. I couldn't help but smiling, in spite of the pain of my tail. I stayed where I was until I was sure they'd forgotten about me. Then I crept out of the potato sack once again. The kitchen was all bustling with cooks and waiters and rushing around everywhere. I saw the waiter who had come in earlier with the complaining. Oh my gosh, how many pages is this? With the com- with the one complaining about tough meat coming in again. Hey boys, he shouted. I asked the old hag if the new bit of meat was any better and she said it was delicious. She said it was really tasty. I had to get out of that kitchen and back to my grandmother. There was only one way to do it. I must make a dash clear across the floor and out through the doors behind the waiters. I stayed very still, watching for my chance. My tail was hurting terribly and I curled it around. So to have a look at it, about two inches of it was missing and it was bleeding quite a lot. 
there was a waiter loading up a batch full of plates with a pink with pink ice cream. He had a plate in each hand and two more balanced on each arm. He went towards the door and he pushed it open with his shoulders. I leapt out of the sack of potatoes and went across that kitchen floor to the dining room like a streak of light. And I didn't stop running until I was underneath my grandmother's table. It was so lovely to see my grandmother's feet again in those old-fashioned black shoes with the straps and the buttons. I shinnied up one of her legs. It does say shinnied. I think it's supposed to be shimmied, but okay. And landed on her lap. Hello, Grandma, I whispered. I'm back. I did it. I poured it all into their soup. Her hands came down and caressed me. Well done, my darling. She whispered back, well done, you. There, They are at this very moment eating that soup. Suddenly, she withdrew her hand. You're bleeding, she whispered. My darling, what happened to you? One one of the cooks cut off my tail with a carving knife. I whispered back, it hurts like a billio. Let me look at it, she said. She bent her head to examine my tail. You poor little thing, she whispered. I'm going to bandage it up with my handkerchief. That will stop the bleeding. In a flash, a small laced edge handkerchief was whipped out of her bag, and somehow she managed to wrap it around the end of my tail. You'll be all right now, she said. Just try to forget about it. Do you really manage to pour all of the whole bottle into their soup? Every drop, I said. Do you think you could put me where I could watch them? Yes, she answered. My handbag is your own, is on your own empty chair beside me. I'm going to plop you in there now so you can peep out as long as you're careful not to be seen. Bruno is in there as well. But take no notice of him. I gave him a roll to eat that's keeping him busy for a whole while. Her hand closed around me and I... She's not in her purse. I know. That's okay. If you're a mouse, I'd let you eat in my purse. Well, um, if she... If, mm-hmm. Like, putting something eat in your purse mm-hmm. that leaves crumbs is like eating in your bag. Yeah, that's true. I was lifted off her lap and transferred into the handbag. Hello, Bruno, I said. Ooh, this is a great roll, he said, nibbling away at the bottom of the bag, but I wish there was butter on it. I peered over to the table, over the top of the handbag. I could see the witches quite clearly sitting at their two long tables in the center of the room. They had just finished their soup, and the waiters were clearing away their plates. My grandmother had lit up one of her disgusting black cigars and was puffing smoke all over. Ew, in a restaurant? All around us, the summer holiday guests in the rather grand hotel were babbling away and tucking tucking into their suppers about half of them were old people with walking sticks but the other were also plenty of families with a husband and a wife and several children they were all well-to-do people you had to be if you wanted to stay in this hotel magnificent oh in the hotel magnificent that's her grandmama whispered to the that's the grand high witch i know my grandmother whispered back she's the tiny one in the black sitting at the head of the table nearest head of the nearest table she could kill you, I whispered. She could kill anyone in this room with her white hot sparks. Look out, my grandmother said. The waiter's coming. I popped down out of sight and heard William saying, Your roasted lamb, ma'am, and which, lamb, veg- ma'am. which vegetables would you like, peas or carrots? Oh, carrots, please, my grandmother said, but no potatoes. I heard the carrots b- being dished out. There was a pause. Then my grandmother's voice was whispering because oh, yeah, no his bloody tail was in it. Surely no one will notice the little head sticking out like this, I whispered. No, she answered. I do suppose they will. 
My problem is that I've got to talk without moving my lips. You're doing beautifully, I said. I counted the witches, she said. There are nearly as many as you thought. You were just guessing, weren't you? And you said 200. It just seemed like 200, I said. It was wrong, too, my grandmother said. I was wrong, too, my grandmother said. I thought that there were a lot more witches than this in England. How many are there? I asked. 84, she said. There were 84. 85, I said. But one of them got fried. At that moment, I caught a sight of Mr. Jenkins, Bruno's father, heading straight to our table. Look out, Grandmama, I whispered. Here comes Bruno's father. They're probably like, where's my kid? And she's going to be like, I tried to tell you. Right? I hope that whatever happened to his mice, are they going to find them? I hope so, because they were like trained and sweet. What were their names? William and something. Poor guys. Poor little guys.